out of Buffalo. If you want to be a, a wise guy, you can do it anyway. If you want to be a strong man, you can do it anyway. If you want to be an Indian chief, cowboy, you can do it anyway. You can do it in the moment. Radio. I'm the internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims, the most honest man in all of podcasting, along with my left-hand man, my brother in the headyverse and in real life, the flea. How's everybody yeah. doing? How you doing, Jack? Doing very good. It's good to talk well, with you. Good to talk with you too, my friend. Yeah, it's so uh. I'm I'm a little I'm a little tired. I gotta be honest. Like when you get the four hour pay per view, five hours if you include the pre show. Exactly, and it's totally jacked up, jazzed. You stop the pay per view around midnight, and then it takes you a couple hours to unwind. You don't get to bed till about three. Yeah. So I'm a little slow today. So I went to do. I was gonna do this last night. There was there was a, a something down here keeping me company, and he was he was uh, not happy. I was down here, so oh. I decided no, I don't think I'm going to be down here at the moment. But he's gone now, and I covered up his entrance. So forget all that. But it's going to be better anyway because now I'm here with the flea, and we can uh, we can talk about. It. I almost was just going to wait till Tuesday, but I log on today thinking this is going to be a universally loved uh, show. Because I mm. thought it was fantastic. I'll just say it right off the bat. And our chat, like, uh, basically all loved it. Uh, and then I see, I guess, uh, it was, like, uh, dissed by, like, a lot of the internet. And almost oh, all the, uh, the uh, quote-unquote experts. Even Davey Boy Meltzer is listening to. And he was talking about a lot of negative. And he's usually the big fanboy. Wow. So I was like, we have to do this and talk about this show. Yep, absolutely. Because I'll That's be critical. Yeah, I'll be critical when there's stuff I don't like in AEW. Then people think yep. I hate AEW. That's not true. But uh, when they put on an amazing show, 
I'm excited, and I would yep. like to talk about it. Yeah, we'll give props to anybody that like has earned it, and of course, this show blew my mind. So I, I can't understand yeah, why I'm very confused. Like so, uh, the um, the pre-show, or is uh, what do they call them? They don't call them pre-shows. They oh, call them the the buy-in. The buy-in. It was for, it was stacked. It was crazy. Yeah, you would have thought this was literally part of the the rest of the show. It was so loaded. And I it did wasn't any that. like you know goofball against you know like no. you know no squash matches nothing like that. No, and in my mind, like you should have those kind of matches on the pre-show. But then after I think about, it, it's like, well, why? This is really just a five-hour <laughs> yeah. uh, pay-per-view this way. And um, was interesting because our mom fell asleep during it, so she was watching the the uh, on-demand version, and the okay. on-demand uh, includes all five hours. So that's very cool. Oh, really? Oh, that was pretty. Because because I caught it on uh, YouTube. Yeah, because the WWE ones do not include the pre-show on the uh, on the on-demand version. Oh, I see. All right. So we had uh, Jay Lethal versus Eddie Kingston, and uh, you know, like I was saying, to me, it's like, man, they got the you know, he's a double champion. He's defending on the pre-show, but again, this is more like a, a you know, really just a five-hour pay-per-view. Yeah. Big fan of both guys. And uh, this was a great match and a great way to, to kick off the show. Yeah, they both brought their A game in that one, too. Like, Lethal's a guy I love to see because you don't see him, like, all the time. So when you do, it's it's kind of special. And uh, it just a great one. I really dug it. Yeah, there's a good contrast in, like, people here because you got Eddie Kingston's, like, the everyman. Jay Lethal's, like, you know, he's uh, muscular and he's what, you know, so they seem like much different people. But both yep. can really go in the ring. I'm a huge fan of the whole Jeff Jarrett uh, group. And oh, if me you too. just I love told them. me, if you just told me like this group of people and I never seen them, I'd be like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. Jeff Jarrett and Sanjay Dodd and this giant Indian dude and and Jay yeah, Lethal. doesn't make any sense if you kind of talk about it. But I love them. They're not as on as much as they used to, but I think they're a very entertaining group. Okay. Uh, I like the whole the whole. Uh, the, it's great. This really good match. Um, they also. I don't know if it was right after this or a little bit later, but they announced that Eddie Kingston was is going to be in the Continental uh, Classic. And so he said he's going to defend his belts every time. And to me, again, it's one of the issues with AEW's too many titles. And then the winner's going to the Continental title. And at first, like, man, a new title. But um, it's actually resulting in less titles because they're going to combine – uh, the Ring of Honor title, the Continental title, and the and the New Japan Strong title into the Triple Crown title as one title. So it's actually going to – it's like combining belts instead of adding new belts. Yeah, and I think that's great because then it, it gives you a little more, like, value as soon as this thing starts. Like, whoever wins it has, like, this Triple Crown. Yeah, first I was going to get – but the more I thought about it, I kind of like the idea. I also – um, I think they need to get away from having all the so many ROH titles on the show, on AEW show. And I think if it's actually part of the Triple Crown, it makes more sense. Oh, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to that because it's kind of, um, oh, I can't think of the New Japan one right now. But the setup's the same as far as the tournament goes. G1. Where, yeah, the G1 where it's not a single elimination where it's a round robin, so everybody 
wrestles everybody in the right and they get it's a point system like i'm used to a single elimination tournament it's what i like yeah. but i've never really watched a g1 i know people love it so i'm going to give it a shot mm. uh the people they've announced so far are all you know amazing wrestlers you got eddie kingston daniel bryan uh jay briscoe mark so briscoe. happy to see him coming back yeah too. and um i think there's somebody else they need but i forget um Oh, well, I think uh, maybe the Rouge. guy who. Was it oh, okay. Maybe it was or Andrade Rouge. or Andrade, maybe. Hmm. Either one, though. One I, like of the, both uh, guys. I think it's one of the Mexican guys. Yeah, one of the Los Ingubernables. Uh, then we had uh, Claudio Castagnoli versus Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews. What a, a great guy. match that was. Yeah, he's a guy I was never into for the longest time. And then um, when he moved to Collision, I thought like he got really motivated and he yeah. was showcased better. And I've become like a really fan, a big fan of this guy. I still think the name's lame, you know, a guy yeah, named Buddy used in the in the black uh, in the black group, but um, you know, in the dark evil group. Uh, but just uh, a great look, uh, um, amazing wrestler. Really, he's got oh, yeah. all this, all like the the tools. Not maybe, um, maybe work on some kind of not necessarily gimmick, but more of a personality. But yeah, that uh, wouldn't that's hurt. The only thing. But yeah, he, it great. seems like both he and Cage kind of really blossomed just in this last year. Yeah. Know, because those are two guys, both, you know, the same kind of body type, big muscular guys. Not not overly tall, but like, you know, yeah, super well built. And they both kind of went away from a lot of the high flying kind of stuff that they did that didn't make them seem like they were big guys. Yeah, I th I think uh, they uh, like especially Cage like took a lot of his criticism to heart and has improved immensely. And um, same thing with Big Bill, I think. And, oh yeah, uh, and Luchasaurus even I think works more like yep. a big man now. And I think they just took some of the criticism and uh, and you know improved. Because yeah. I was never a Cage fan at all. I was wondering what people oh. really were talking about. Uh, I actually like him now. Well, once you start tight with two, Big Bill, all three of those guys, I, I really, I, I love all their matches. Now. Yeah. Now you mentioned him and Cage. Um, you, you can't really do it because since Buddy Matthews is part of the House of Black, but um, because I really liked it when they had Cage and Big Bill together. It was kind of like because oh, yeah. they don't have just a big like badass team in AEW. They've got a lot of different styles of teams, but they don't have like a Road Warrior kind of team. And oh, so that right. was working right. for me. And um, but I think big bill and starks is a great duo so i'd keep them together but you could uh buddy yeah, matthews fantastic. matthews and cage would be like a good like uh face painted uh ass kicking oh, without team. a doubt yeah yeah i could definitely see it um it was it's kind of funny uh just real quick now I talk about the bigger guys because um i think there was a backlash over like decades of just giant guys. And then like mm. people really wanted to see smaller guys doing cool stuff. And now when you see some big guys doing like, uh, just like pounding each other, it really gets over at the crowd. And I think because it actually stands out more because we're not just seeing it all the time. You're probably right. Yeah. Cause in the days where everybody was trying to be a clone of the road warriors, and then you just got like, well, this guy's 300 pounds, this guy's 290. And they're jacked, so we're just going to throw them together and put them out there, and they're going to lean on two other big guys. And yeah, and it was a, that was a really uh, the WWE style up until the Attitude Era when they really were forced to change. But 
yeah. you know, I, I used to like I I enjoyed watching the house shows just because you saw like different people. But I would literally fast forward over some of those, like if you have a Warlord <laughs> match, or Jim the Anvil Nightheart match, oh, and they yeah. were just these big dudes who just like they would just do forearm smashes, and it was just like the most boring wrestling to me. Yep, and then some fake power moves, like you know, where you push a guy and they go flying over and take a <laughs> yeah. stupid bum. I hated that shit. Yeah, because I like the big guys who do stuff. Like um, yeah. I love Vader's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, yep. Bam Bam Bigelow. Guys that uh, even like a Goldberg, who's not like a big giant dude, but like a Jack dude, but his stuff looks oh, yeah. powerful. Not necessarily like the smoothest wrestler, but all his yep. stuff looked like it was you know was impactful. Oh yeah, looks like he's just killing a guy. Maybe he was. Probably was. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, so a little side note: uh, Gunther's got a lot of heat from a lot of the IWC because he talked about the uh, the worst IC champion, the Ultimate Warrior. And yes. Like, all this heat, and I totally agree with them. And I oh, saw yeah. people you're know, like, ah, but he, the war, the warrior, you know, he drew people. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the in ring, and not everyone. Oh, yeah is just obsessed with how much money the the WWE makes. Uh, yeah. You know, some people got into the business because they wanted to be, like, a good wrestler. Oh, it's yeah. just like a movie. It's like, okay, the Transformers make all this money. <laughs> uh, Fast and Furious, does that mean they're the greatest movie? Some people got exactly. into making movies because they wanted to make the next Taxi Driver or yep. Goodfellas yep. Or, or, like, a smaller movie, not to, I just want to make uh, the Transformers. <laughs> Yeah. And and like you say with the with the wrestlers, it's like if you grew up watching Ring of Honor or New Japan going, Man, I want to do that shit. You know, that's or even one on thing. a bigger scale if you grew up watching, you know, Shawn Michaels and Bret yeah, Hart. Absolutely. So true. Yep. Yep. Or Flair or, you know, some of the guys that could just really yeah. go. And then if you're like, Well, I want to be Hogan and Warrior, make a lot of money and you know, have pretty dull matches. Like, that's fine, too, if that's what you want. John Brown, he says, in your head on Sunday. That's right. You never know Crazy, when your head's going to pop up, so you got to be around. And by the way, hit that like button. Hit the little icon, not the internet icon, the little bell icon. You get a notification. Never hit the, the internet icon. No, I'll hit back. Boom. Oh. And uh, or I'll have the flea here protecting. That's right. And um, also, if you can, it's not necessary, but it would help uh, pay for the live stream and the cost of running the website, which is a lot more than it used to be. You can join the Headyverse. You get cool little perks, like these little 8-bit guys that Steven Simmons popped up in the group. Um, you'll also get um, remastered, unedited, original episodes of In Your Head. I just posted two yesterday. Oh, nice. One with Ron Hex, the man who created Andre is big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. It's a weird... Now, some of these interviews are already on the YouTube, but these are remastered and also include the full show, not just the interview. So you'll also get the pre and post shows, which currently are not available anywhere else. And those I, are so much fun too. And the Greg the Hammer Valentine episodes. Oh, nice. And who knows that was what we one of my after. favorite interviews with uh with the hammer, because sometimes he's pretty quiet and doesn't say much at all on yeah. anything. And some of the audio in these are very bad, and I've been it takes me a long time, but I've been fixing them up partially with AI, I will admit, but sometimes that doesn't work, so I have to manually do some different things. But um world's better than you've ever heard of uh, these episodes. Very nice. 
the hammer one was very hard to uh to fix because he his audio is very low ours was very high oh, and there's okay. a lot of background noise but i think he's kind of a mumbler up. anyway yeah so the ai didn't work on him because the ai actually oh. uh just like muted him completely oh so really? it was like i'd ask a question then you'd hear nothing i was like what the hell <laughs> So the AI thought he was just background noise, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's that mumbly thing? Oh, that's nothing. Uh, so, and, and you'll also get shout outs on the show. And uh, and if you want to become a producer, you get producer credit. And we'll sh on the regular shows on Tuesday, you'll get your name on the uh, on the video itself. Nice. MJA, MJF uh, in the background, uh, in the back, you know, he picks Samoa Joe. Which is great. I love the build-up going to it, like the week before when Joe's in the back after the um, the acclaim got got beaten up, and he's like, "You're running out of friends, champ." Yeah, I just thought that was classic. Yeah, it's uh, one thing I've seen a lot of the uh, a lot of people. Uh, it's mostly a lot of the older wrestlers like uh, really hate is that MJF is in all these like uh, he has everyone gunning for him. But I think it's actually one of the best things AEW is doing. Because it makes, it makes sense. it make yeah everyone should want the title. It's what Steve Austin yep. always said: if you're not here to win the world title, why are you here? Um, yep. It keeps the champion, especially a babyface champion, in peril because mm -hmm. everyone want, wants the belt. It's good long term storytelling because every match takes uh, more out of MJF. So even we'll see tonight, like he he keeps getting beat down, and so every match it's like wow, this is going to be the you know how many more of these does he have in him? Oh yeah. Yep. I'll admit they got me during this one. I thought this was the time. I, I was like, oh, man, there's yeah. just too much going oh, on. I thought the Samoa Joe, see, because uh, well, one of the big criticisms of this show was the was the uh, show-long storyline with MGF getting hurt in the guns match. And uh, even Meltzer said it was a negative because he said, like, you felt it was a negativity throughout the whole show. Which, if you're watching live, everyone was loving it. At the, at the yeah, the, the crowd was as crazy as <laughs> anybody could be for a five-hour show. Yeah. This was and the thing is, I love in-ring wrestling, and this show has it. But you have oh, yeah. to also add some storylines to it. Otherwise, it can be kind of tedious. And, yeah. um, and it just builds more anticipation to the match if there's storylines involved. Yeah. So I know Melford just wants great wrestling, but I don't know, think fans want that. I don't. Yeah, uh, yep. Yeah, because if when it feels natural, when there's a flow to it, I know I don't think there's anything better when you get a combination of a good story with great in ring action. You know, yeah. I don't think you could ask for more than that. Yeah, if you just get a great match, that's great. But if you anticipate it beforehand and then get the great match, it's even better. Oh yeah. And, well, I mean, and then having like you know multiple guys going after MJF. I mean, that's just like any sport, anything like yeah. Even like know, a comic, like Batman has Kansas all the supervillains after. Yep. Anybody that plays the Kansas City Chiefs is going to bring their A game because of defending champs. Yeah, you know, you're not going to go into that game like you would if you're playing, you know, the Rams or somebody. You know, it's like and if this was real, you've got the world champ, the main guy, the main title you want. Why would the other main guys be like, oh, I, I'm not going after that because Jay White wants it? Yep. I'm going to yep. wait till. No, Which is everyone. It's funny because it's something that I never really think of until they do this is like, well, why aren't more people like 
gunning for Orange Cassidy and his belt and stuff, you know, like why yeah. is it only one guy at a time, you know? So that makes sense. Yeah, I love it. And um, so in my mind, the Samoa Joe angle, the only negative to it was to me, it gave away that MGF was going to beat Jay White at the main event. But I actually think doing the uh, leg injury helped that because then it actually added some doubt because now we don't know oh, yeah. if yep, uh, maybe they will have Jay White win. And then I had thought, uh, you know, and we're jumping the gun, you know, before the main event, that maybe Samoa Joe would come out and do something to Jay yeah. so that he didn't win the belt. Mm-hmm. The guns have, uh, these guys have improved so much in a short period of time. Because uh, they, they, you know, obviously they get in the door because they're Billy Gunn's son. Oh, yeah. And so they're yeah. on there and they're super green, like a personality every, in every way. Like, you yeah. know, in the, they're like, oh, these are rookie guys. In very short amount of time, they get much better in the ring. Can still maybe even prove there, but still good. And oh, uh, wow. have become great heel characters oh my god yeah i i look forward to these guys every week now you know yeah. um the who's the shorter <laughs> one yeah i'm not sure which one's which to be honest he does some of the funniest and best heel like just mimicking people and like doing goofy moves in the ring that just sets a crowd off the other guy i think is um maybe a little bit better in the ring the, the taller brother, yeah. but the other guy just has so much personality. Mm -hmm. And when he starts doing like the shimmy shuffle and stuff, I love it. I just yeah. love that guy. So they got definitely got the personality. Their dad had a lot of personality, but I think they're both better already wrestlers than their dad who had absolutely a yeah. good wrestler. But yeah. uh, I, I was never really a fan of his at all until AEW because no. he, he's clearly having a good time and he's very entertaining. Yep. Absolutely. It makes you wish that maybe if he was always like that, they would have taken like, uh, you know, like the blinders off the guy and let him just be himself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. if he really always had that personality. So, um, so we had, uh, Samoa Joe and MJF versus uh, the guns, a uh, really good match. It's always uh, mm -hmm. fun. Um, MJF had some comedy in his tag matches, which I enjoy. And uh, MJF Samoa Joe win. Joe uh, does the handshake, which was cool. Yep, yep. And and it was great, too, because there was also that tension. You know, like, is he going to tag him? Is Joe just going to drop off the ring mm -hmm. apron and be like, screw you, buddy. Good. Yeah. I hope you don't get hurt. And it makes know? sense. He's like, I, this was the deal. I've got to help you defend the tag belts. And then in exchange, I get a, a chance at the world title. Yep. And when they were doing some of the moves, like the double muscle buster and things like that, like they worked really well as a team, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, worked really well. As good as MJF, a great heel, and I've heard seen people say AEW's crazy making a babyface, but look at the reaction he gets. And he's yeah. a, as a good a heel he was, he's a great uh, babyface, too. He's old school yep. babyface. But, and they don't change him enough. He's basically the same guy, even embracing he's the scumbag and stuff. And all the great heels that, that work as baby phases, like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, they don't yep. change them when they turn them babyface because you can't take yeah. away what people like about them. Yep. Yeah, if you turn them Cena goody-goody, that's when the crowd's like, screw this guy. This guy, yeah. like, it's nothing like how I used to like him. The, the changes are very minor, a little bit more comedy, which it totally works. And the um, 
he's actually appreciative of uh, of the company and the fans, which I think is a plus anyway. I was never a fan of him always talking about uh, wanting to go to WWE because I don't think you want to make your company look like the uncool place to be. Right, right, yep. Because yep. I really liked yeah, it I after. Yeah, go to the major league. Screw this. Yeah. yeah, there was, uh, not to get heresals, but after the main event, he he when he was up on the stage and he said, this is, you know, AEW, AEW's, you know, real wrestling. And, he you know, I mm-hmm. fucking love it here and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, it's really cool. I like to see that. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing with him and, like, um, Adam Cole, where Cole, like, Maybe was getting a little too goody goody, and now he's got a little bit of an edge. Yeah, to I, this he's with MJF. Yeah, I assume this wasn't how they were gonna do that when they put them together for the tournament. I assume it was just really they're gonna split up right away. But they work so well together they're that they together. it was very smart to keep them together. And the crowd, I don't think I'm trying to remember the last time I've heard the crowd like so over with two people like yeah, they're no matter who you are if you like a heel if you like a face if you know if you like the tweener everybody loves these guys you know it's it's awesome they get like uh mjf can get the body slam over they were getting the double clothesline was meg over which i will the say stupid uh kangaroo kick, kangaroo kick. i will say maybe he doesn't need to do some crazy spots he did later in the end match because he can get these other moves over but i think he was you know one that Plus, it told a good story because he had to really uh, put his body on the line to beat Jay White after um, after getting his leg injured. So it makes sense, storyline. Yeah. Um, so we opened the actual pay-per-view with the Patriarchy, which I am a huge fan. Oh, my God. There are no better heels than these guys. Even uh, the skinny kid, like, has won me over. I love yeah, him. Yeah, this He's is a great fit a for him. I love him. Yeah. Uh, when he first was there, I'm like, that's, it's a nice story. He's this dude's son, but like, eh, whatever. I don't really care that much, but, um, I didn't expect the heel turn and I, I love him as the, as Christian as everyone's dad. Oh my God. uh, It's just good stuff. I, I, when Christian came to, to, um, AEW, I really thought this was like one of the worst signings they could do. Yep. And uh, and then for the longest time, I'm like, whoa, who cares about Christian Cage? <laughs> and then he turned heel, and I think I I'm not even joking, or I it's the best run I've ever seen Christian as a single. Absolutely, like it's it's just amazing. He's just he has turned into such a prick that like it's it it, it blows my mind. I didn't think he had it in him. No, it's great, just amazing. And even when he just comes out there and he just has that, that smirk, he looks like a total uh, asshole. I'm like, oh shit, this yeah, guy's and his, man. And his, uh, his turtleneck and yeah. stuff. It's just everything about the guy. You just want him to and, slap him. It's so him and Don Callis both have that uh, feeling to him when they come yep. up. Yep. Yep. And I love oh, Luchasaurus not speaking anymore and just yeah, being I, kind of the, the monster, you know? Yeah. I, the only I thing I that. really would change a name, I think it's a bad name for a series heel. But he yeah, uh, and he true. also works more like a big man, which I like. And I think yeah. it's a good trio because you get Christian, who's like a, the legend and the best shape of his career. Then you get the little oh small God. guy that can take all the bumps, and then you got the big, yep. uh, you know, the monster uh, guy. Yep. Yep. And they had a really cool intro with the with the little kids like, humming or whatever. Oh my God, that was great! Yeah, they had like a whole um, like choir. Yeah, yeah, with the kids. 
And you can and picture like Christian just like sending them to like some sweatshop afterwards. Exactly. You know, it's great. And then um Edge Darby and uh Adam Copeland, Darby, Allen, and Sting. They had a great intro too. They had the matching I jackets. Like the trench I really coats. Yeah, I thought they looked great. The face and I like Sting the in half full face yeah. Yep. Sting in full. Darby had like on the left or the right, and then you know Adam on the opposite. And, and uh, this was really, really well done too. The yeah, face paint. that was one side note. Like if I would have been keeping notes, their makeup was so on point tonight on uh, on the whole show. Anybody that did face paint or the ladies, like um, getting ahead of ourselves, but with like the like eye the heart on Julia Hart and and uh, yeah, and it didn't rub Blue's off. Eye makeup was amazing. Yeah, you know, I don't think it rubbed off like it does point. in a, like uh, Finn Balor's always rubs all over yeah. the other person, and like yeah, um, uh, edges look so good too. Well, and I, I thought so uh, the intros, the crowd was big. The crowd was into all this stuff. It really gave the show a big time feel. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yep, the crowd was great because they they booed the people they were supposed to boo. They cheered the shit out of like the other people and. And then you had the great, like, uh, in between where the, half the crowd's chanting one guy and then the other half's chanting yeah, the other Yeah, that happened guy. several times throughout the show. Yep. But uh, this is a really fun match. Uh, if it was just Christian against uh, Adam Copeland, I would definitely go Christian. But I, yeah. uh, it's hard for me to vote to root against Sting on his retirement. Yeah, show. same here. You know, and you want to see um, Darby get some revenge. You yeah. Know, like, you wanted all that stuff, and you got it all. It was great. And Darby took uh, – I'm kind of mixed on Adam Copeland and AEW, but he's in amazing shape, and he's been uh, – this oh, was yeah. a great match. His last two matches have been really good, good promos. So, um, Yeah, he uh, was real motivated in this match. Yeah, yeah, he's in amazing shape. Uh, crowd is into it. He's He looks like he's having a good time. Insane choke slam, uh, uh, Luchasaurus did on uh, on Darby over the ring. Oh, the apron. I thought I thought Darby was legit gone after. Yeah, that. I, he's ins- and he did his dives like amazing because he's a small guy, but he always looks like he's really putting force and hitting the people. And yep. part of it is probably because he is smaller, so maybe he's not going to really kill someone. That's but true. uh, but he always makes me worry. But he, I love to watch him. Oh, Darby's one of my favorite guys, and like. He was working what probably eighty percent of that match. Yeah, you know, yeah he was he's the guy. Like he's the young. He, yeah, the other two are older dudes, and yeah. Yep. But yeah, good and stuff. Sting's been so motivated too. It's great seeing him. My favorite Sting run since like the early nineties, honestly. Yep. Oh, and then you had Flair come out in this one. Oh yeah, so Flair cool too. Ooh, yeah, a great suit. I would wear that. <laughs> that suit was badass. I loved it. I saw. Uh, I heard like uh, Meltzer like complain because he like chopped a guy, whatever, and it wasn't a DQ. I'm like, ah oh, man, that, dude, let's wrestling. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's not you know, it's not. We're not watching the NBA or something. Yeah, yeah. We can have a little bit of uh, silliness in the in the wrestling and. Do I want to see Ric Flair chop a guy and it's and the match ends in a DQ? No, no, nobody wants that. And then uh, I didn't expect Christian to just low blow the old man though. That was <laughs> yeah, no, that was, <laughs> there were a lot of nut shots on this uh, pay per view. Mm-hmm. This was that was the recurring theme of the night. You you had many many nut shots. 
I, I've heard uh, Ric Flair uh, interview with Dave Meltzer, and uh, he really seems happy to be here. And he really, he's talked about really liking the wrestling here. And then when someone Good. says that, you could be like, ah, maybe just saying it to be nice, whatever. But the way he talked and knew the people, it's like, oh, he, he's he really has watched it and does like it. And it makes sense because a lot of this is going to be more his style stuff. Like he really picked out MJF oh, yeah. and Daniel Bryan and. Yeah, you could see a lot of the guys that he was like a huge influence on. Yeah, you know? yes. he's really all about MGF. He wants to do a match. It, if if Flair was even ten years older, I'd be okay. But uh, I think we pass. We're past the point yeah. of doing a match. But maybe you could do promos or something. You can do something or a couple spots. Yeah, or but, if he he could pick like his protege or something. Yeah, and yeah. like have him go in there with him, you know, or something. Yeah, or even, or even if he was in MJF's corner. corner, would yeah. be awesome. Like mm -hmm. the place would go berserk. Um, so in the back, they mentioned about MJF being hurt, and um, you know, there, there's oh, going to be when new... Tony comes out. Yeah, tell, yeah. yeah. And there's going to be, so in the back earlier when they hurt MJF, they took him into the ambulance and MJF tells Adam Cole, he's like, you promised me, don't let him take my belt. And so then Tony Which comes I thought out. was cool. Yeah. And so Tony comes out and uh, he's like, there's going to be a new champ. It's going to, um, it's going to be Jay White. And then Adam Cole comes out and he says, no, I'll take his place. And so this is the beginning of the show long storyline. I assumed right away, MJF's probably going to come out. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But I knew it's not going to be either that or Adam Cole actually was was uh, is better now. Yeah, that's what he had thought. He was like, you know, I think that he's going to come out and the ankle's going to be fine. You know, he's going to like blow everybody's mind and like I healed up early and, you know, I'm going to wrestle the match. Yeah. So I heard. And Melford then White's great during that too, because he's doing like the perfect, like, you know, mock sympathy thing and like, give me my fucking belt. You yeah. Know? Like, it was, it was just too cool. So Meltzer really complained about this saying it's bait and switch because people paid to see MJF and Jay White, then you're not going to get it. And then like there's this negativity, but then they give it to you anyway. And I'm like, dude, so you're mad that you just bought into the storyline? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wouldn't you be happy? Like, especially if you've been a fan for 50 years, you'd be like, yeah. wow, it's good to see that they can still swerve me every now and then, you know? It's like, I ne never did I think the end of the AEW full gear, they're literally just going to have Jay White walk out and they're just going to hand him the title. And yeah. And yeah. they'll end the pay-per-view. Like, never. I knew there'd be... I assumed MJF would be back or something, but never did I think, oh, they're just going to give the guy the, the title and that would be the end yeah. of the show. MJF lost his smile, so we're just going to give the belt to uh, yeah to Jay White. And uh, this is a thing uh, some fans are like, if they don't if they don't get the the uh, outcome of the of the storyline immediately, like they hate it and stuff. It's like, how do you watch a TV show or something? Like, I start oh, yeah. watching Breaking Bad, and it's like, I want to know how it ends right now. <laughs> yeah, that uh, not not big fans of like uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt or um, you know, yeah, anything, any, yeah, <laughs> unless it's bad storytelling where they just <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. you it like immediately. You start reading on page one, it's like, well, this is how it ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't need that. You don't want the, you want the good M Night Shyamalan, a Ding Dong, and not the bad M Night. <laughs> right. Uh, Ric Flair, uh, the final match he wants. Give oh. Ric Flair the final. No, I'm sorry. Then Christian can feud with his son Nick. 
Uh, so then we had uh, my boy Orange Cassidy versus one of my oh. other favorites, John Moxley, part two. Uh, this one also had that great buildup because before, when Orange is, I think it was a tag match, was it Orange and Hook against Moxley and Scott yeah, it was the beard from the the Combat Club. Uh, um, uh, Wheeler, Wheeler, Yuta, yeah. Yeah, and he knows the orange punch. Yeah, orange is hitting him with everything he's got. Moxley's like just monstering through it and just manhandling him. And then orange and so at, like, at the well, end of that orange match, he's sitting outside the ring fine. like he's like his confidence is gone. What's he gonna do? So it goes into this match. That's when people say there's not um, psychology in AEW matches. I don't think they're really paying attention. Yeah. A lot of the psychology is over weeks of of, of stuff. Which I love. I love those like subtle ones that they're not just beating you in the head. Like, look, this guy's got a bad elbow, so he's working on his elbow. Like, like oh, even okay. when Orange had the the title originally, it's very summer Tim JF in, in a way where every match took out of him, and yep, so yep. It, it was a build up of matches. So it was an ongoing psychology. Um, Kenny Omega, no one kicks out this. No one kicks out of the one wig and angel. Oh yeah, they'll yeah. you know they'll do callbacks to stuff they did before. Anyway, um, to me, I, I dig that kind of stuff. And so the, their last match was fantastic. Orange Cassidy Moxie. I like the contrast. Um, okay. I also think people who think Orange Cassidy sucks or whatever. Um, if you don't like him, that's totally fine. I get all that. If you don't like the character stuff, but to say he can't wrestle, I think is just just not crazy. True. Yeah, yeah, that's just silly. And people also have in their head that like his matches are pure comedy, but that's also not true. Yep. Because the silly stuff he does, it's presented as a mind game to mess with the guy. No one actually sells like the limp kicks or anything. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's, they did get the other guy pissed. Yep. And I love it because he is one of those guys, like, that's another one of those things that you always hear, like, oh, you know, um, AEW doesn't have any homegrown talent. Like, well, here's a guy that started off as just a goofy little, like, you know, uh, the a comedy guy for the yeah for the best friends. You know, like he would just appear in, a chair and be in the bathroom or something, yep. and it, it was yep. hilarious. And then I was at that show when he first wrestled. You know, real match was Pac, mm -hmm. and like it was crazy. He was it, people were so into it. And why you go with something that people are into. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the perfect example of a homegrown guy where that, you know, you've seen him develop from like just this comedy sidekick. And now he's one of my favorite wrestlers working. He's anywhere. one of my I two. I love yeah. the guy. Uh, him. I mean, you got Darby Allen, MJF. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's something I want to talk about because later we'll get to the Will Ospreay signing. And I see people will say, oh, you know. You, this is just another guy that um, that your fan base already likes to stop bringing in other people or whatever. You could say about every wrestler that's ever lived, unless they're <laughs> like Logan Paul or somebody that was uh, Mongo Michael or something that was like yeah, a name yep. somewhere else. Uh, um, all the guy uh, Roman Reigns. Did anyone know Roman Reigns before he was before he was uh, in the Shield? No. Uh, uh, all these guys. So they're, they're not a name. Everyone knows until they are. So you have two choices. Yeah. Either you just keep signing old WWE guys like edge and stuff, 
and you have a company that's all guys that made their name in the other and another company, or you're going to sign either guys, you know, from the Indies or guys that do have a name like internationally, like Will Ospreay. Right. Uh, what else? We, and the same people will hate either thing. They say, oh, okay. they're just all old, all elderly wrestling. Oh, they just keep signing the indie darlings, blah, blah. Well, who are, who are they supposed to get? Yep. Yep. Baron Von Rasky. <laughs> Go raid AWA. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree with Jonathan Jackson. Who would think uh, funny actually equaled money? Exactly. I've been saying this for years, even before AEW. That old saying, funny equals no money. Um, but yet, like, The Rock was super comedic. Even a guy who hates comedy now, uh, Jim Cornette, always very comedic. Yep. Uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, always very comedic. That's always been part of Even Jerry the King Lawler, very comedic. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's a self uh, a self fulfilling prophecy. If you're like this guy is a comedy thing, we can never push him. Mm-hmm. Then I was wondering in WWE why they did comedy gimmicks for anyone if they would <laughs> never push him. Why yeah. would you even start to begin with? Like there was a time I really think they could have done a lot with Santino. Uh, oh, there was yeah. like a hell in the not hell in the cell. It was um, elimination chamber, and he almost won, and people went nuts. And they follow up the next night. He given him a title shot, and I even thought he was going to win. And they just had him get squashed for some reason. And they totally missed a boat. But I was like, maybe it wouldn't have worked, but why not try it? He's super yeah, over. The Hurricane, blue. another guy was super over for a while. Oh, yeah. Hurricane. And the guy that had the guitar gimmick. Um, yeah, exactly. Walk with Elias. Yeah, Elias. Like, nobody was more over than him for a while. Yeah, the guy that was the stunt double for The Miz. Oh, yeah. Yep. Even The Miz himself's a comedy guy, and he's like a main event dude. Yep, yep. So anyway, uh, back to the Orange Cassie Moxie match. Just a great story. You had Moxie just beating the hell out, out of Orange. I think this helps elevate Orange too. Um, from just being the the comedy guy and stuff, he is a guy when put you know when push comes to shove, when he's put in the spot, he can wrestle and overcome. Uh, kind of like back in ECW, they would do that with guys like Tommy Dreamer before. You know, oh, people yeah. know him as the hardcore guy now, but originally he wasn't. And they had to do a lot of like stuff where he got beat down a lot to people like, oh, this guy, you know, deserves to be here. Yep. And um, uh, and then he you know, kept coming back and eventually, you know, beats Moxie with many uh, orange punches, which, Great um, yeah, very Japanese kind of style when they have to hit uh, several of the finishes. And yep. to me, you had to have for me, orange had to win because otherwise you're just going back right away to uh, well, Moxley got hurt. So now let's just restart this now that he's back. Yeah. Um, this to me is better. Plus now you've got the built-in third match to find out who really is the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. That's... And that's like basic storytelling of anything, but uh, any kind of uh, fighting, anything, the third match, yeah. if if you have tied up one and one, the third match, you know, the rubber match, that's just yep. classic, basic storytelling. That's what you always want to see really, you know, I think. Mm-hmm. Or at least it's what I always want to see. Um, so that yeah, they mentioned Briscoe is going to be in the classic, which I was really happy about. So uh the next match is one uh Tony Storm Rashida. Uh I'm gonna say I don't think this was the best match on the show, but no, no. I thought it was an it was a nice uh comedy. Another thing, Meltzer's very it was very anti, and I wrote some notes because I was listening to him. Um 
was uh, he was like, this is bad because now Tony Storm's a champ. And then we're going to have comedy. Why is that bad? We're going to have comedy matches with Tony Storm as the champ. The thing is, um, I think it's good to have variety on the show. So if you have one one match on the show that is comedy, that's totally fine by me. And the and yep. the most important thing at the end of the day is she's very over. Oh my god, yeah. Like her new gimmick is the greatest thing ever. And I don't know who came did she come up with it? Do you know? I don't Jack? know, but like, yeah, this or... was another person I think deserves a lot of credit. Always a good wrestler, kind yep. of bland, never really connected. And then uh this came out of the blue and has really uh, captured people. And it's the only time I've ever liked the Luther. goofy guy Luther. I oh agree. my god, who knew about him? Because like before that, it was like, oh, this is the guy who started wrestling with um Jericho, and like this fucking guy is terrible. Yeah, he's yeah, like with the squeaky voice and stuff. Like, I don't get him at all. Yeah, and he's like, but as the weird, butler he... guy, he's awesome. Yeah, it's a good spot. Now, this is the kind of stuff I'm not against people getting their friends' work. Uh, oh, it's no. weird. People are, love it if it's someone they like. If they if someone they don't like, then it's like it's like the worst thing ever. If, you yeah. know, Hogan getting his buddies' work is horrible. Back in the day, Punk getting his friends' work was great. So, oh, yeah. uh, for me, uh, depending if Punk is loved or hated at the at the moment, but um, I think that's totally fine as long as you're not like Luther's in the main event or something. Then it'd be like, well, oh, right, uh, right. But uh, him as as the Butler role, yeah, it's cool. Oh yeah, and I, I love the fact that um they've been doing a lot with RJ City. Um, yeah, I I, I know you yet. really like this guy. I haven't seen a lot in him yet, but I I'll have to give him more time. Yeah, give him a shot, Neil, because like as as the backstage interviewer, he's great, and like you know he'll do a lot of the pre-show stuff with um with Moxley's wife, and I think the two of them work so well together. And I've been loving the stuff with uh, with Tony Storm and him and and Luther, you know, and and the new woman that they brought in, who I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know either. But the one that brought her the roses at the end of the yeah. match. Oh, Mariah May, because uh, yeah. I've heard so much about her, and so I, I'm going to give this time to see what happens. But um, I, I it's similar to like uh, how they brought Mickey James in as the big you know fan of. Um, oh yeah. Of uh, Trish Stratus, so um, I don't. It makes sense too, since uh, since timeless Tony Storm is like the old school like uh, actress that she'd have an obsessed fan, and then eventually, I assume this it'll turn into her turning, and they'll have the big feud. Yeah, that'll be cool though. That's a great like you know built in feud you know in the works. Yeah, and I was a big fan of the loaded ass spot. I thought that was very. Funny. Oh, that was the best. I loved it, and the fact that it was still there. At the yeah. you know like the end of the the thing, it, and I saw it coming a mile away, but it was perfect. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was very funny. And it. uh again, I'm not against comedy and wrestling if it's if it's working yeah. and, and it's so. And it was over. If it wasn't for this, I, I don't think the match would have been that over because um I don't think she has been that over since she came back because she just came back out of the blue and wins the title. Yeah, like her first go around, she was real over and yeah. stuff, and now it just seems like. Well, it seemed like both ladies' belts were kind of in limbo. Like, the people wanted to see, like, the, you know, the faces win. But then once they did, they were like, eh, you know. Yeah, and uh, the last two, uh, Statlander, I know it was, it was a Statlander. Well, anyway, the last, I think it was Statlander, when she defended versus Britt, 
They're really upset Britt didn't win. And then she defended Julie Hart and we are upset Julie Hart didn't oh, win. Yeah. And I've been saying on the show, they got to put the, the women belts on uh, the women that are over. And the three that I think uh, you choose from is Britt Baker, uh, Julia Hart, and uh, Tony Storm. And I thought Absolutely. they really did the, the right thing tonight, uh, last night, putting the belts on two of the women that not only all over, but have a lot of momentum. Oh, yeah. And that's one thing, like, you know, um, don't always have a lot of negatives in AEW, but sometimes it's like they pull the trigger too late. You yeah, know, yeah. like you wait till whoever's like on the rise starts to go down and then you pull it, you know, where Julia Hart and, and Storm, like they're right now, do it now because you don't know what the future is going to be. Yeah. And uh, Julie Hart's another one I put in the, there's a lot of, cause I say some stuff about AEW, but there's a lot of people this year. It's really improved a lot. And Julie Hart would be another one. Not only See, in the ring, I, but it's I a character. Know anybody that's improved more than her because like she went from being a person i could not stand yeah I th like, when she joined the group i was like this she doesn't fit she's yep. just like this because she was this cheerleader character i didn't understand all and uh she's really uh give her a big kudos she's taken this shot and really ran yep. with it and improved immensely as a character oh and as a wrestler too i mean she's put on probably like you know she's slim anyway, but she's probably put on 15, 20 pounds of muscle. Yeah, and just doing like good she's stuff. looking good and she's like moving really well. Um, so that's when they announced the triple crown, which we already talked about. Uh, so then we had the uh four way for four way ladder match for the tag belts. We had uh Big Bill and Starks defending versus FTR, House of Black, uh Drillistico and Roosh. Oh yeah, everybody was great. I thought. Yeah, this, this was this was uh at at this moment I thought this was the best match on the show. Yeah, same uh, same here. Honestly, there was some great stuff anyway. But uh, this was uh I I mean if you have a ladder match done right, it's really fun. I get all the negatives and stuff, but it was just crazy. And some of the guys like I thought Big Bill really brought like some of the best stuff in the in the. Match. And I like the storyline of it. Pick, like sometimes people pick a match for no reason, just because it look cool, or whatever. But Stark's reasoning was it'll be a ladder match because they have the tallest guy, so he can reach the ladder. He can reach yep. the belt easier. Yeah, and Ricky Starks is always great. And like yeah, I'm a big FTR, fan. I'm not like the biggest fan of, but they always bring their good stuff in a match. And, yeah, I um, would like him better if the guy if I didn't if I hadn't heard all this stuff. Uh, whining on his podcast but in, in the ring I, I it's hard to argue that they're very good this was oh, another yeah. match Meltzer complained about because they had ftr in it and it was like uh and it's like dude you can't always have a match to the point of these different style matches is they play to different people's strengths so maybe if this is an ftr style match therefore they're at a disadvantage that's not yeah. a negative on the whole thing that's part of the storytelling of the match Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And like, it was good because then you got to see them kind of get out of their comfort zone Yeah, he did. and start doing some crazy he did moves. The one, the, the guy with the hair, he did the, the, the guy that shoots people. He did the, the dive off the, the top, almost fell backwards. I thought that was wild. Yep. And, and the other guy, when he put the ladder around his head, kind of like, was that funk in, in, uh, in ECW, oh, in ECW. Yeah. And I, I thought that was great. You know, like he looked like he didn't know which 
which end was up for yeah, a while. Bob Brody was really stood out. I'm oh. a huge Brody King fan. Uh, He's the man. Yeah, did the Gonzo bomb on the ladder. That yeah. was crazy. He, and he, he had was to walk so a little bit on it. Too. Did you see, like, because he scooped whoever, I forget who he who he had. Maybe it was Drillistico. Yeah, I think it was. And and he had him like like a mama with their baby. He made sure he didn't hurt that guy at all. But like he took that stupid bump on. I remember his when the other guys half. were gone for a while and he was doing singles. And his some of his matches with Darby were just so awesome. Yep, yep, they I, were unbelievable. I, I would like to see him actually get a singles run at some point, or um maybe him and uh and Black get the tag belts at some point. But either that way, would be pretty cool. Yeah, because yeah, they work real well together and. Actually, Buddy does too. Like he and Buddy work real well. Yeah, yeah. Or them get the sick. The trios was good. But anyway, I'm I'm actually glad Starks and Big Bill retained, and I would keep the belt on them for a while. Kind of the classic, um, cocky, smaller guy. Not like he's tiny, but smaller, cocky heel with the with the big bodyguard that works. Shawn Michaels, Diesel. Yeah, and um, Big Bill has actually improved a lot too. So I think it's good for both of them. I like it. Yep. Yeah. Another guy that's got in the shape of his life and like really works as the big man. Yeah. I used to always oh, think wow. like he was just lucky to be with Enzo. He was just had yep. to be a tall guy with Enzo, but um, he's uh, he's worked a lot to improve and uh, kudos to him. I like it when yep. people give it a shot and they run with it. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And yeah, I love the match. I thought it was great. Like I even liked when, when they had the three ladders set up and everybody was climbing up mm-hmm. You know, and they were fighting back and forth with the guys. I thought that was great. And I liked the, um, when it was the bald guy from, uh, from FTR and Ricky at the top. Yeah. And Ricky used the, the belt to smack the other guy in the face with it. Yeah. I thought that was a really yeah. cool spot. Harwood. I, I think they, they misspelled his name on Collision the other night and put Hardwood. But I, I always <laughs> think it sounds better, honestly, hard, Hardwood. Yeah, hardwood. I think that would be better. Um, Julia Hart versus Sky Blue versus Statlander. Um, you honestly, uh, uh, this started, the crowd wasn't really into it, but I think part of it was, it was coming after that ladder match, but, yeah. um, they really, uh, started to get into this match, uh, later on in, in the, uh, in the match, which is cool. When, uh, Sky Blue hit the code blue, I wrote the people really oh, yeah. uh, started to get into it. And I've been kind of down on Statlander, but I'll be honest, she really worked well in this match as like the. She played the big woman of the match because she's yeah, she was the kind of the two. monster. She'd be doing like the double clothesline. Yeah, it's really good. I think yeah. they just um, she's been flat as champion, so I just think they need to rebuild her. I I I don't think she's bad by any means, and should be, no, should be no, gone or anything like that. But rebuild her as maybe a heel or something. Honestly, I think Julie Hart should be a baby face because the crowd really likes her. Yep, um, I yep. would just run with House of Black as baby faces. Don't really change them at all. They're just, you know, now they're wrestling yep. heels. Because the, the crowd wants I to agree. cheer all of them. Yep. Yep. That would be a good move, I think. They could even have Stantlander bring, you know, kind of do like a bad girl team where, you know, they've all been kind of screwed over by the fans, you know, like yeah, and I, I think you guys it would work. were with us and now you're against Because she's us. bigger. So then you have Julia Hart playing the... Uh, you know, she's a small person, so people are going to get behind her wanting to see the underdog. And then you, Julia Hart's beat, I mean, uh, Statlander would be the bigger person beating her down as the as the heel. I think it, it all works. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I got to say, I think um, 
Sky Blue is another person that really like, but she started off, she was fairly good. And like, yeah, yeah. She she's really talented. I like to watch her wrestle a lot. There's someone she's got I think the cutest she, booty in the AEW. Does. She just needs to find whatever kind of character she's gonna be, I think. But yeah, I agree. Um, someone since she came back, I don't think it's been particularly good. I don't think her legs completely healed is uh red velvet. I think you're right. Yeah, I think and I please think you're right. drop the from from your mama's kitchen. That's <laughs> yep. Yeah, and you can't really do the stir it up thing like if she's working as a heel, like yeah, I, I don't get it, you know. But I was uh, super happy Julie Hart won. I've been wanting her to win uh, the title yes. for a while now. Well deserved. I think someone you could really get behind. Like yeah, I said, I I, I all the so title changes I think were great. I think yeah. uh, definitely behind uh, all the champs. Um, then we had a. Uh, where was it? Oh, so it was the thing about uh, who the new signee was? Oh, yeah. And it was uh, Will Ospreay. My only negative here is he's already been in the cup a little time, so I wouldn't have made it um, like we have a big surprise announcement. This one had this as an announcement. But I think it's a great guy to sign, mm. a guy that you could build the whole company around. Oh, uh, yeah. A great, got, he's a great promo guy. He's got tons of charisma. People are connected to him. Not just a great in-ring performer, but he's also a great in-ring performer. Has a presence to him. Uh, to me, this is a no-brainer. You've oh, yeah. got you've got um, you've got the uh, Wembley show later this year. Keep the title on MJF till then. MJF versus Will Osprey. Will Osprey oh. wins the title in Wembley, and I think you'd have this like a superstar reaction. It would, yeah, that would blow the house down. I think. I think that just, yeah, brilliant. And I like that fact that he's like, hey, I'm still, you know, working for the other company yeah. for a couple of months. And like, you know, so I think he'll go in until, uh, you know, their big show, their big. Uh, what What is their big show in January? Um, uh, well, you know, we got the uh, uh, revolution. Well, I mean, in New Japan. Oh, well, I'm not sure. Because he I think he's working like one yeah. of the main events in that. And yeah. And yeah. Uh, but, but no, yeah, I mean, like is... one of my favorite guys. I, I think I don't know if there's a better guy right now than Osprey. Like I just love the guy. I see people because uh, when when they were talking about like both companies wanted him, and then people for some reason don't want to believe WWE would want this guy. <laughs> like he's too small. He's not a good promo guy. And like, dude, have you just never seen him? Just just yeah. say you've never seen him, so you don't know. But if you've seen him and you say like he can't talk or anything, it's like. You're just not being honest. Yep, yep. And I like the fact that they can do a bunch of stuff with him because he's worked with. And he's not this tiny Dallas guy either. Family. No, he's like a two twenty guy. You know, like see people like if they see a picture of him from years ago when he was a a junior heavyweight. You know, like he had the junior heavy belt for a long time. But then he like bulked up and like. And there's a group of fans. If they're not already in WWE, they immediately suck and they're immediately small. They immediately have no charisma. Immediately can't talk, or just spot monkeys. And then if some, suddenly WWE does sign them, then they then they're brainwashed to think, well, then NXT completely taught these guys how to wrestle again. Oh yeah. And it's like, dude, you guys are just brainwashed by the WWE. So you're telling me um, if if you can't have the quote-unquote indie dollars, uh, they'll never make it in WWE. Well, look over the last you know ten years: CM Punk, 
Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, uh, Finn Balor, Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens, uh, Seth Rollins. It's like, oh, yeah. wake up. Like, these guys were all the indie darlings. Even guys that maybe aren't top guys, but Ricochet's been there for years now. These yep. are all the indie darlings who, almost all those guys I named have been former world champions in WWE, or at least made evented pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. And Will Ospreay's bigger than Finn Balor. He's a much, oh, yeah. much better uh, talker than Finn Balor. And Finn yeah. Balor's made events almost every Raw. Yep. And, but I think the cool thing with him is, like, you can either have him stay with, like, the Don Callis family, you know, because he was with them. Yeah, I would go like, totally go babyface with him because he really got oh, a babyface. That would be great. Yeah, yep. Yeah, because then he could bring in like some of his guys if, because you have Aussie Open already there. If they want to keep doing like the, uh, the United Empire thing, you know, like, yeah, uh, crowns up, or you could you know, reinvent him because like he's he can work any way you want him to. A very and it's pretty uh, neat that all those British guys that started at the same time, yeah, um, him and Gunther and. Well, besides the villain who, you know, like, we'll see what happens with him eventually. And Zack Sabre Jr., all those guys, like, some of, like, my favorite dudes to watch. Like, I yeah, love yeah. all those guys. And then we got Nigel on uh, commentary, uh, who, to me, is one of the saviors of the con I think uh, Nigel's oh. the best commentator in, uh, I, you know, him, Tony, stuff. Uh, best yep. color guy, I guess, in AEW. And it was really noticeable then when they added Taz at some point in the show. And I was like, oh, God, Taz sucks so much. Yep. And then it's so sad because he has those moments where he'll start telling you about, like, the judo moves and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I like, honestly think his comedy is good, good, good guy. He's but... so much better as a serious guy, and I don't know why he's obsessed with just this horrible comedy. Yeah, I'm not – I'm against comedy if it's not funny. And, yeah. Uh, and his yeah, comedy is like so a lame. 1950s, like you know. Yeah, and it takes away. He'll do the comedy, comedy when it's really not and... fitting on the, what you're watching. Yep. And I've never yeah, understood. Because he has some good stuff he could bring in sometimes, but it, those are kind of the exceptions when he'll like give you some insight on certain things. Like you know, well, if you're getting choked out like that, there's only really one or two ways you can get out. You know, and when he is like that, I really enjoy his yeah. stuff. But I know Nigel hinted at, at last year at me, uh, doing a comeback match, so maybe he'll be able to pull that off this year at Wembley. I don't know, but it would be oh, very be cool if, if it could happen. Yep. Um, and then we had the next match with Swerve comes out with Prince Nana. Oh. Really cool entrance with uh, oh, okay. girls dancing with them. Swerve, and when he comes out there, this is another guy. So there's to me there's a there's a new group of guys that you can really put as your main guys. I'm not saying get rid of everybody else in the main event, but main event guys you could put in there with MJF and Joe and these different guys. And that is definitely Will Ospreay is here and and um Swerve. Swerve is a, to me Swerve's another guy I would really build around in 2024. Yep. I'm like this is a superstar out here. Yep. yep. And Nana That's adds right. to it. It's a really oh, good contrast perfect. again. Because uh, Swerve's very serious looking. Nana's kind of goofy, but it really adds to it. And uh, and then he's the guy who can take, who can sometimes get beat up when, when you don't want to beat up Will Ospreay. I mean, when you don't want to beat up um, Swerve. 
And yeah, then, like they uh, did leading up to it, where it's like, all right, you two guys can't touch each other, and the hangman's like, all right, but I'm gonna kick the shit out of this yeah. guy. You know? And then it's even like, in the okay. match, uh, he put him through a table. Uh, yep. Hangman put him through a table. So a hangman I'm so comes happy up. to see that side of Prince Nana too, because whenever I used to see him in Ring of Honor, they never really did anything with mm. him. He would just walk to the ring with Yeah, and the he kind of cut he just do the, the accent and it was like yeah. he was this rich guy. But they, they they he's added a lot to the character and yeah. it's really entertaining. I love it when he does a swerve dance. Yeah. That's the best. Oh yeah, it's great. That this whole that whole act is amazing. And I've been down on Hangman since all the uh since I think he's kind of crybaby calling up Davy Boy Meltzer. But this match has redeemed Hangman in my in my eyes. Uh, that Texas Death Hangman Page versus Swerve Strickland match of the night to me. Gonna, it's going to be up there for match of the year for me. It's going to uh, be tough to beat. It, it really it. like laid it down because it was just crazy right from the beginning. And like, yeah, these guys, I, I, I never want their feud to end. It's been so no, good. it's great. It's, it's just uh, amazing. Yeah, I, it's this is really elevated Hangman. Um, I think it's the best Hangman's ever been in AEW. Yep, and he's uh, put himself in really good shape for this match when he came out. Like he, just yeah, and he's got great. he's very fired up. He seems like he's yep. very motivated. Um, I think there was some truth to the the Swerve promo when this all started, saying like he was a guy just kind of coasting and not really caring. Now he seems like he's really into it. And uh, I know people. There's going to be people who are put off by the violence in the match. That I I like violent match. Um, oh yeah. It's Especially weird because when it makes sense, you know, and this yeah, one, these two guys saying. loathe each other, so you're gonna yeah, get you can't just, they violence. can't just walk in and lock up. Yep. The guy invaded his home. If you're gonna do an angle like that, you have to do uh a, now do you have to do the violence they didn't hear maybe not, but you have to do yeah uh not your typical match. And they really went all out. And I think both guys wanted to prove that hey we're we're you know we should be top guys here, and oh, they put yeah. it all on the line. Swerve lost two pints of blood in this match. Like, yeah, he was bleeding, he was like, bleeding crazy. like the whole match. Nobody. Oh my god! And it wasn't just it a little like while. He, like his whole hairline was, yeah, just split open. It was crazy because Hangman was bleeding, but it, it dried up after a while. But his yeah. uh, swerves just kept bleeding the whole match. And then, like he just some of the little things he did, like when he had the bottled water and then he poured some on yeah. his head and then pull it, poured some on. And that just made everything start flowing again. And like, it just had a great look to it. And when hangman started drinking his yeah. blood, that was like just gruesome. Yeah. And it was great. Awesome. I, I just loved it. It's funny. I know uh, uh, one of our fans posted in the group the other day, it was like a, a video of, um, Sabu versus Sandman. And so all these guys were loving it, but it's a lot of people who I know today talk about, you know, hating any hardcore matches and oh, really? and calling stuff mud shows and stuff. And I'm like, you know, um, if if that match was here today, these guys that that hate that love that then and look back at it fondly today would absolutely hate it if it was new today. Oh yeah. Yep. Because it wasn't smooth at all. Um, no. Sandman and Sabu stuff. Especially you, Sandman. Well, um, those are those times when you could tell Sandman pretty good liquored up, you know. 
But uh, to me, it's funny because you see all the time people, we want the Attitude Era back, we want ECW back, and then we get, anytime there's a hardcore stuff, they like, we, you know, if we you know, ban this stuff, we don't want to see it. <laughs> yep. But and uh, this was it. as hardcore as hardcore it gets. I mean, yeah, like, this... some of the stuff they were doing was just yeah. crazy. We had glass, barbed wire. Oh. Uh, and choking both the guys the just did everything, you know, like he with ha- that was hanging the hangman. <laughs> yes, that was awesome too with the chain. I loved it. I just thought that was crazy. Yeah. And I'm glad that wasn't reversed. That would be a bit a bad visual if the hangman oh, yeah. was, was hanging a swerve for various reasons. But this was uh, it was good. Yep. Yeah. If, if if I had one one thing that I would have liked to have seen, and when you talk about the rubber match, I would have put Hangman over just so you could get a third rubber match. You know. Maybe, you yeah, could, I guess. Yeah. 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 That that would be the only thing, but it was just spectacular. I, I think mean, probably Swerve. I understand what you're saying, but I think Swerve needed the win because he's got the mm-hmm. momentum behind him, and he he hasn't been. On top as long as Hangman. So. No, I agree. I, you know, I definitely could understand, but I, if they keep it going, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, if you do another one, Hangman's going to put something on the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, which makes sense. I mean, they might have a long-term story going. There's one thing I'll have to share with the uh, In Your Head group, because I just saw it yesterday on, on Facebook. There's a video from six years ago in some German company and it swerved Strickland was very short hair in it. I couldn't even tell it was swerved to start with. He's a skinny kid. And, um, and Will Ospreay and they were having a match. And as the match started, they started playing uh, uptown funk and they had a dance off and it's just, it's amazing. It's so great. I'll have to share it to the group because, like, when you see, if you didn't know it was the two guys, it would yeah. take you a little while to figure out who the two guys were. And then, like, their dance off is just awesome. Didn't know that uh, Osprey, for a white British guy, he can dance. Then uh, the next match, I think, started um, not as with the crowd in it as much as you think they would. And, but I think because they just followed like the most insane match we've seen maybe ever. When it first started, Neil, Jack, that was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, wow, what can follow that last match? You know? So the crowd's just like, Oh my God, we're, we're dead right now. You know, give us a minute. The golden jets versus young bucks. But uh, to all these guys credit, they get the, you know, they get the crowd into it, you know, as things start to progress. I, um, I love the the young bucks working a little bit more healy than they were. I think they're so, much better as heels, honestly. Yeah. Yep. I think we had some good nut shots in this one. Yeah. Yeah. It was surprising. We got you know. The, then you had to ha- you had uh, Kenny. Was he gonna was he gonna uh, shoot uh, Jericho or or and they kind of teased that you thought he was gonna turn on Jericho, but he didn't. Yep. And I like his. I mean, these are all these are four of the core guys that started the company. Oh, four yeah. of the five. You know, Cody's not here anymore, and uh, we've not seen Kenny and Jericho being a team before. And uh, I loved it. it yeah, me too. Uh, I, I'd like to see them continue as a team. Yep, me too. Because like, I I like Jericho kind of being the odd man out for like a lot of the match. Yeah, where you didn't know like. Those are Kenny's buddies. So Kenny was like, hey, don't kick this guy when he's in the corner. 
you know, like that's my buddy. Don't don't be doing that shit. And then as the match progressed, like, okay, well, this guy's my new partner, so I gotta kind of cut ties with my old team. You exactly. Know? We got uh Mikey B here in the chat. Shout out to Mikey B. Yeah. You know what I have to do when Mikey B makes an appearance? Oh, nice. Oh, Mikey B, yeah, Mikey, Mikey B, yeah. Oh, Mikey B, Mikey, Mikey B, yeah. Oh, Mikey B, Mikey, Mikey B, yeah. Big shout out to Mikey B, who is a Hediverse member here, Hall of Famer, I believe. We'll shout nice. out to them uh, momentarily. Help if you nice. can. Join the Hediverse. I just put up two um, classic episodes of In Your Head, and I've got a third one coming, actually. Whoa. Uh, Adnan LKC will be coming up next. Oh, very good. Which I may post as a uh, as a free one for everyone to check out what you can get. If you join the Hediverse, you can check out these remastered, unedited classic episodes of In Your Head. Dave Deadman! Boom! David did, a David did, did, yeah. A David did, a Dave, David did, yeah. All right. So we had uh with the Golden Jets going over. I think yep. I think we'll probably see more of this down the road. Excellent match. I thought like everybody did great stuff in it. Like still amazes me like how effortless Nick Jackson just flies. He just like, I, I don't know if there's a more nimble, agile guy in wrestling. Like, and even after all these years, all the bumps he's taken and stuff, he'll just run up, jump onto the top rope and do a move. It's, he's, he blows my mind. I love I that know, guy. I noticed the one guy, like the better looking guy, I'm not sure which one's which. Like, uh, he's That's gotten Matt. in, like, he, Matt's gotten in really, like, getting in uh, thicker guys. Like, he's looking mm. in really good uh, physical shape. Yeah, and I like when he does kind of the, you know, and I know like Cornette, oh, tough buck, because, you know, he's the ultimate warrior buck. But, yeah, he can do moves like that. He can take two guys and give them like a suplex. Yeah. So why not the do The thing it? is, so I remember back in the day, Jim Cornette would talk. He's told the story many times that Ole wouldn't sell for uh, Ricky Morton. And then Ricky was just like, he stopped selling for him or whatever. And he's like, basically saying, you know, you know, you guys start selling me for whatever, you know, blah, blah. And the idea was that like, Ole thought that the rock and roll express were too small. And, you know, Jim Cornette was always against that. And I was with him then. But oh, if yeah. you look at the size difference between the rock and roll express and, and the Andersons, it's probably it's uh I don't think it's I think it's actually more pronounced than the size difference between the young bucks and FTR. The young oh, yeah. bucks are the same height or maybe even a little taller, not much smaller, honestly. No. The rock and roll is actually a lot smaller uh physically than, than Oli and Arn. And way, way if you compare them to like the uh midnight uh, not midnight express, but if you compare them to uh the LOD or, or the oh, or yeah. Makita or something, it's completely different. So I don't understand why uh, Oli and LOD and Nikita should sell for the Rock and Roll Express or guys in Memphis. Uh, he like they shouldn't have even sold for Ultimate Warrior just because he didn't like the Ultimate Warrior. But then like to guys today, FTR shouldn't even sell for the Young Bucks who are just yeah. like, uh, I don't know. 
uh, ten pounds little, bigger, maybe. Yeah, you know, right, like, and maybe taller, a little chunkier. Like, okay, yeah, it's just it's really asinine to be honest. So we went um, from that match into the main event, and so you know, this is show wide storyline. Adam Cole comes out; he's going to hand over. Uh, the bell can be handed over to Jay White. He's going to defend it with one leg. And then out comes the ambulance, oh. uh, kind of nineties WWE raw kind of WWF raw kind of thing with Austin or something. But I'm I'm fine with this. Yep. Um, I was happy to see MJF. The crowd is ballistic. Oh my god, yeah. Even I like it was that weird suspension of disbelief. I'm like, oh my god, he's back. Like I knew yeah. he was coming back, but I was yeah, still happy yeah. to see yeah. it. Yeah. And then I, I've seen people complain. They're like, oh, well, why would they let Adam Cole wrestle, but not, but they're trying to stop MJF. And I'm like, I get what you're saying, but th- we're watching professional wrestling. <laughs> yep. We're not watching uh, the usual suspects or uh, Breaking Bad or, or like, we're not watching like this epic storytelling. Yep. We're watching professional wrestling, and I'm not saying professional wrestling has to be totally stupid or whatever, but there's an element to it where you just accept a lot of stuff. Otherwise, oh, yeah. like you're like, why is this guy coming back? Why is this guy bouncing off the rope? Why does yep. when they reverse a figure four, it hurts the other guy when they're still in the exact same move? <laughs> yep. Like I get all that, and I just don't I don't care, honestly. I I, I know wrestling isn't legit, and uh that kind of stuff does not mean anything to me. I yep. think at that point in time, you're really overanalyzing and looking for you're you're starting to look for something not to yeah, like. You start nit nitpicking. You could do it with anything, you know. There are people I think who go into it looking for stuff not to like, to appease to like I don't know Meltzer or Jim Cornette or something, and not really just going in to see if they like it or not. Yep, agreed. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's an invalid, like, point, but it's so, like, ridiculous to me to even point out in professional wrestling. Agreed. And uh, so, yeah, so we get into the match, tell the story. MJF's already got the hurt leg. So you got uh, MJF normally doesn't have to do all, like, the crazy moves, like the big elbow off the top rope to outside the ring. But here it makes sense because he's he's uh, got the only the one working leg got the hurt leg he's got to go above and beyond to put his his uh self on the line to keep the title and i thought that was good storytelling oh it was and and jay was just perfect healing it up he was like going after the knee pulling down the knee pad you know uh, taking off the wrap and stuff and um yeah just like just a great face heel like match just you know I loved it. Everything about it. I thought both yep. guys worked their asses off. We had a lot of times I thought either Cole was going to turn on him or he did stuff that actually that uh cuz he's kind he's kind of lame himself. So uh he did stuff that really uh that backfired yes. like uh the with the ring and, and the yep. belt. And when he was going to throw in the towel. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. whole crowd's like, "No!" You know, and, and Jay White's in there working the figure four going, yeah, throw in the towel, bitch. You know, it's awesome. One of the most impressive things to me of this match is we're five hours in to the show, and this match has the crowd 
so excited and so yep. into it. Um, five hours in, you think they'd be completely dead for a main event, but they were not. And uh, oh. if they didn't have all this storyline, would they have still been into it? Probably, but maybe not this much. So I think it yep. was smart to do all the stuff that they did. Well, because half of it, you know, like you've you've gone with Max during this whole journey where this bastard stole his belt. He's been beaten down by all four guys of the Bullet Club. You know, like, son of a bitch, he's got to get his belt back. This sucks. And then Jay's like the perfect heel where you're like, I hate this guy. I hope, you know, the other guy can get his belt back. Screw this guy, you know? Mm -hmm. And you could just, they both had the, the crowd eaten out of the palm of their hands. It was just like every move they did, the crowd reacted, oh, 10 times what you think they would have, you know? Like, it, that table spot, like they just went berserko. You know, they're like, "Good, drop the elbow on that son of a bitch." You know, we want to see him go down. I agree. Yeah, it was just a great match. Um, the table broke when he put Jay White on it, but he still went to the top and did the elbow, which yep. was a crazy thing to do. Because uh, oh hell yeah, that was kind of silly. And normally, I don't. Th you know, he doesn't need to do that stuff because he's so over even with the kangaroo kicks and, and body slams yep. and stuff. But like I said, it. I think you needed a little something extra for the match um, since he had the hurt leg uh, that, you know, he really had to go all out to beat Jay White. Yep. Yep. And I loved it. The only, my only complaint was where was uh, Juice? Yeah. He got beat up on uh, Rampage, I believe. Oh, collision. he did? Oh, okay. Because yeah. I didn't know either. Then one of them mentioned that. Oh, all right. Because, you know, it was cool having the. Um, yeah, the guns came it, out. Yeah. And they. I don't know if I've ever seen a bigger crowd reaction from guys getting thrown out. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, Trent get Parker, out of here. The crowd was, was nuts. And, like, they went berserko. So, to me, whatever uh, criticism you have, because I heard Meltzer criticize and stuff, about um, doing a, an angle leading to this match, like, the crowd was insane for it. So, yep. I, I think that really nullifies any criticism. I, I don't yep. get it. Yeah, uh, screw he, any critics on this one because, like, MJF proves that he's the top guy in the company, the best babyface going. White proves it like he's the consummate heel and he could be your top heel because, like, the crowd couldn't have been any more just hate-filled toward the guy, you know? Yeah, he's one of the guys, Will Ospreay, in the uh, in the scrub, uh, whatever it's called, uh, after media scrub. Uh, what do they call it? Media scum? Scrum. Media scrum? Yeah. Scrum, yeah. He, um, it's one of the guys that Will Ospreay mentioned he would like to work with. Is, uh, oh, Jay good. White. Yeah, because I don't know, even though they were both in Ring of Honor, I mean, um, New, New Japan. Japan for so long, I don't remember them ever working against each other. Uh, yeah, he said that uh, between picking between that and WWE, um, he'll be able to be with his kids uh, more often in AEW. Um, and then he gets to wrestle all these different guys. So, it, you know, and uh, from understand, both were really offering big money for him. As well, they should. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, anyone that? not anyone thinking like otherwise is just really just to me, just feel fooling themselves. Yeah, you got to take your blinders off because like there's a whole wide world of wrestlers out there. Yeah. And like, I, you know, Seth Rollins, uh, Punk, uh, yep. just half the roster that's on there now. Like, where do you think they were wrestling before? Yep. They're wrestling Ring of Honor in Japan, you know. Yep. 
Yeah. He, he, honestly, like, even Cody Rhodes. If Cody Rhodes didn't reinvent himself in Japan and then AEW, you think he would be uh, given this giant push and possibly beating Reigns at Re Royal Rumble? No way. You're fooling yourself if you think otherwise. Otherwise, we saw what WWE thought of him before he did all that stuff. They gave him a goofy gimmick as Stardust. He would either yep. just be that or, or just some guy in the card if it wasn't uh, yeah. for his New Japan and like, his AEW stuff. Yep. Yeah, he'd even be, either be wearing... They always came up with goofy yeah. gimmicks for him. Remember when he had the mask? Yeah, he, he was had like the mustache. The yeah, yeah, he was gashing with the mustache. He's a phantom. He was like the third important guy in the uh, him and Orton and the Ted DiBiase group. Yep. Yeah, I'm happy for Cody. You know, I'm glad that, I you know. That I don't like how he well. left AW, but I no. mean, he deserves a lot of credit for uh, yep. reinventing himself. Yep. But yeah, the point is. Like, he kind of got the ball rolling on all those guys doing like that. Hey, free agency is a real thing. You can go out and be, you know, like an indie guy and work for different companies and, and do fine. You know, really mm -hmm. show what you got. Yeah, well, I you know the Bucks were the same way. Uh, yep. You know they were doing well without uh, being you know anywhere. Yep. Yeah, them and and Kenny, you know, like they just showed that you can do that, Jazz. So um, I want to uh, give a shout out to our uh, Headyverse members. You can join on here, help uh, pay for. Uh, the live streaming, the website, the archives and everything. Keep the show uh, going. And uh, so shout out to Craig Jolly oh. and Stephen Butelars and our Hall of Famers who get all these unedited, remastered episodes of Original Without Your Head. That's Stephen Simmons. Nice. Simply Ravishing. A mucky bee, a mucky. Yeah. Nice. Dadpool on YouTube. The Geek Getaway. And Tech Dingoes. Oh. And our lone producer right now, helping things keep going, is Brian Matthew Clutter. So get in there. Uh, there'll be a new producers here uh, Tuesday. So if you would like to become a producer and get your name on the show itself, uh, get on there before Tuesday. All right, guys. Let's see here. All right. So uh, normally the Jackie Jones show would also be uh, members only, but this one I'm going to leave up for free for okay. me and the flea. But this is the kind of stuff you can get every week or so. Uh, I'll review Collision or Dynamite or, or Pay-Per-View, and you can uh, check that out. Sometimes yes, the flea will join me. Yep, yep, especially if it's a AEW or a New Japan thing or something. Right. Yeah, not uh, you probably won't join me for uh, Survivor Series. I, only if you want someone that didn't watch any of it. You could be <laughs> like, this guy did that. Okay, I don't know who that is, but. That's cool. That it, it is weird. I watch it. I'm like, who the hell are these people? <laughs> and so I'm guilty of, of I, I I did it before Conan. We were saying who? Uh, but if you don't watch something, so if you don't if you don't watch AEW or you don't you haven't watched wrestling since the 90s or you haven't watched it since the since uh, the Crockett era of the 80s, you really can't be like, who is this guy? 
It's yeah. like, well, why would you know them unless unless they're bringing in, you know, Buff Bagwell or Alex <laughs> Wright or Sonny Siaki or something? But like, you know, like there's Sonny no Siaki. There's a name I haven't heard. Before. Right? Yeah, Jimmy Jackson's a huge fan. So yeah, there you there would be no reason for you to know them. So open your mind, check it out. If you if wrestling oh, yeah. for you isn't today's wrestling isn't for you, I get that. But there, to me, there's a lot of great stuff out there. And the last few years has really um, made me a wrestling fan again. My wrestling fandom oh, was uh, wavering, and uh, I love the shows now. This was one yep. of my favorite pay per views of uh, the year. Probably oh, one of my favorite modern so pay per views. Yep, same here. And it's like, it's so great to see it because it's some of the guys that I haven't seen for a while, you know, like, um, I think that was the first match with, uh, with Copeland, you know, that I've watched in, in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It was so nice to see. Yeah. And another thing I like to uh, put out there, this doesn't just go for wrestling. It goes uh, for wrestling, MCU, whatever it is, um, any type of TV, if so, uh, don't don't be a killjoy for other people. Don't try to talk other people out of liking what they like. Don't be yep. a gatekeeper. So if if uh, people like stuff, cool. You don't yep. have to like it, but you don't have to you know shit on everyone's parade and yep. uh, dig what you dig. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Yep, if you dig it, then it's good for you. You know, not not everybody's gonna. Uh, not everybody loves Picasso. If you love Picasso, that's great. If you don't, there's plenty of other art out there. Exactly. All right. So uh, it's good to see you. We're going to get Troy back on with How Your Head one of these days, too. Yes. We yes, indeed. If so, not before, then uh, next week. Well, the week after next, because next week's Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to do a live show this week or not uh, for Thanksgiving. I know Annabelle probably doesn't want to. Um, yeah. I might come on because no one likes me. No, no, no. You, I, I don't did know. Did you see the Thanksgiving movie? No, I was going to go actually see it today, but uh, Annabelle's under the weather. So oh, I wasn't okay. going to go see it myself, but I said, hey, would you rather we just go see it uh, together for the first time? And she said, well, if you don't mind, I said, no. So we're either going to go this week sometime and see it, or we'll see it next weekend. Okay. All right. My feelers, the people that have seen it, have really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Yeah, I've seen mostly cool. positive stuff. I'll be wearing this to the movie. Oh, nice. That's awesome. I've got to like sit way down for that to really show up. <laughs> All right. Well, Jack, happy Thanksgiving. Happy um, full gear. And it was a great pay-per-view. And if, if people haven't seen it, I suggest they go and watch it. If I agree hundred percent. Stop being a, stop being a bomb. Stop being a putt. Stop being a killjoy. Go watch a wrestling. Jonathan Jackson watched it last night and he hasn't watched wrestling in 37 years. Whoa. And he enjoyed it? He did. It's the last time he watched wrestling. I think um I think Lou Fez was uh was on top. Nice. Hackenschmidt was champ last Hacken, time he was watching. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I want to do you think uh, give me advice out there. Would you guys buy if I did classic eight-bit wrestling shirts of like George Hackenschmidt? And Ed Farmer, I'm talking, yeah, we know classic wrestling games from the 80s, but I, I'm going to make retro classic wrestling game t-shirts of of Ed Farmer Byrne, George Hackenschmidt. I'm going way back. I like it. I'm down with it. All right. We'll bring back, you know, the handlebar mustache. Yeah, yeah. Have All the right. throw down. 
Maybe I'll get to draw a cartoon of them. I don't know. I dig it. Yep. This is all all true. Jack. I'm the most honest man in podcasting. So if I say, you know, it's true. All right. We'll be back. See you guys. See you, Troy. Thanks for doing this. See you, Jack. I had a lot of fun and uh, enjoy the wrestling, kids. Bye bye. Don't forget, join the Headyverse. Help us out. Or you can just send a Venmo at Headyverse. Or just send Neil a bag of money. All right. Yeah. 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 Jack, the Jack, the Jones, 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 Jack, the